Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan's in the house. How are you, Alan? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. Having a great day thus far. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent. You know, a lot of things on the go, and I actually got caught in a, out at the beach um, in, in a little bit of a rainfall, but, you know, I think we all need a little cleanse every once in a while, and that was my... Uh, way of cleansing, I guess, uh, just getting some, uh, some cobwebs out of my head and getting ready for uh, this show. And uh, I'm excited about this show. And you're going to obviously introduce our guest today. Um, but uh, I had a chance to, uh, to meet this uh, young lady, and, and she's such a charm. Um, in fact, she's a local to me, and that's how we had the opportunity uh, to get to know each other uh, a little bit and uh, look forward to getting to know more about her on this show and the insight of uh, where she's been and where, she's, uh, where she is and where she's going. But Alan, let's, uh, let's take her away. Oh, fantastic. Yes, I'm excited as well. And um, this young woman has had a, um, a long career, uh, you know, 34 years, 25 years um, working as a professional as, as part of a team at Virtual Law Consulting. And she really does enjoy, uh, you know, teaching real cutting edge technology you know, the integration of social media strategies into, you know, what she calls a, a effective marketing map. And I want to hear a little bit more about that. But her mission, this is really cool, I like this. Her mission is to equip consultants, author, speakers, nonprofit leaders, and those in business leadership with the keystones to accelerate and align your organization to hit the mark. In other words, more profits, more effectiveness, more influence. Now, momentum is powerful force and comes by uh, teaming with like-minded people with one heart to step into your God-given destiny. And I think she's done a great job of uh, blending, and obviously does a great job of blending uh, individual uh, mission and goal with uh, company structure and focus. And uh, we're uh, just really glad that she's, uh, that she's here. She's a speaker, an author. And uh, let's just uh, get her right in the house. We have Beverly Lewis of Beverly Speaks. Beverly, welcome to the Think Bold podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here today. And you did a really good job of summarizing a lot of different things that I've done over, over my career and uh, making it concise. So way to go. <laughs> Well, welcome, well, uh, Beverly. Welcome. Beverly's in the house, and we're really excited to have Beverly today because we're going to get some insight to, you know, the things she's uh, she's been doing in her life um, to get her to where she is, and and certainly uh, understand that journey. and And that's where we like to start, Beverly. So, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to the uh, the twenty questions. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> well, let's get started. Uh, you know, and we always like to start the show, or I, at least I do, with. You know, really giving us uh, you know some background. Um, you know what's relevant to uh, to what's happened. You know through your journey, and you know where you are, what you're doing now, where you're going, and you know that vision. Maybe you can paint that picture for our audience. Certainly, I would be happy to. And I I started as many do when I. I it's amazing when we go all the way back and think of 
how leaving college I was surprised when I couldn't find people to pay me what I perceived myself to be worth. And of course, as an idealistic early 20s person, that was a lot. So interestingly enough, I ended up uh, starting in sales. Christopher, I know you have quite a background in sales. And I personally think that, that really everybody as part of the school of life should go into sales because if you're going to be good at it, you have to learn how to communicate well. And you have to learn how to uh, move people to make decisions through effective communication. So looking back on, on that stage in my life, I feel like it was the launch pad to everything else I've done because I really at that point got into the personal development and started studying Earl Nightingale and you know all of the classic EJ Rohn and and all Zig Ziglar you know the all of the the motivational positive thinking communication leadership and that that really was a uh, a key point in, in determining the direction of my career because basically over I've 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 been called a serial entrepreneur and I guess um, I've called myself that because I have owned a lot of businesses I've some of them have been smashing successes and others have been embarrassing failures but obviously it all goes into the mix um, it was really when I owned a counseling center in Tallahassee, Florida years ago that I really got into speaking and training because uh, it was a holistic type of, it was called Health Designs, and it was a holistic place where we had nutrition counselors and mental health counselors, and um, I was the executive director, so it was my job to get people in the door, and I started doing that through speaking and community relationships, and um, and I loved it, and so that just uh, kept on going uh, as, you know, again, to catch you up where I am now, when we moved over here to the Panama City area, I... Uh, was we're living in the country we, to me it's the best of both worlds we've got country and beach but I it was at a point where my kids were in school and being in the country I couldn't uh, get them transportation and continue to travel at the level I had been with national speaking so I thought okay what can I do now and that's when I got into the online technology because uh, I thought okay I can work I can work from home like everybody else is starting to do. And I learned a whole new, you know, whole new bucket of stuff about uh, technology and social media and all, all of that that's happening. So that, you know, I could keep on going. But ba bottom line, it brought me to where I am today. I work with both uh, entrepreneurs, but primarily the people that own the businesses typically companies anywhere between one and five hundred employees and working with uh, them on leadership relationship skills keeping everybody happy and making things work <laughs> I love it and uh, what a great journey you know certainly and um, uh, sales uh, as you had mentioned uh, has been uh, you know one of my passions in fact I, I just fell in love with sales you know, from a really young age. So I understand that. And, and you learn so much as a salesperson. And, and, and quite frankly, you learn um, to persevere, uh, especially if you want to be a good salesperson. 
uh, because yes. you hear a lot of no's. And that's just something that, um, you know, I just learned to say no, no, you know, when I hear no, I hear no, not right now. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. you know, I always keep them as a, as a follow-up. So thanks for sharing that journey with us. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you've written a book, which is really cool. Uh, Win From Within. I love the name. The Heart of Success and Significance. I'd like to, um, you know, just jump right into that. And, you know, I know Alan's got a couple of questions uh, lined up, but I it caught my attention. I haven't read it yet, so I apologize. I like to read things before our guests come on so that I have a little bit more insight. But you know what? You're on right now, and uh, I'd love to get some insight on that book, and then uh, we'll roll it over to Alan. Okay. Okay, terrific. Well, the book, I actually just wrote it last year. And of course, it took me, uh, I wasn't one of those people that wrote a book in a weekend. I, I hear podcasts and uh, offers on how to do that. And I, I think, really? Yeah. <laughs> Mine took longer than a weekend. But uh, it was really a culmination of, I feel like when I got into business uh, in, in the early part of my career, I thought, even though I'm a very intuitive person, I, um, I'm led by my heart and I don't apologize for that. I feel uh, like relationships, the quality of our relationships really reflect the quality of our life. And yet, I feel like our school system and our colleges and everything is geared toward operating out of your intellect. You know, I've studied neurolinguistic programming, the right brain, left brain thing. And our society in the past tended to reward uh, moving out of that left brain and, and working on an intellectual level. Thankfully, I feel like uh, authors like Daniel Pink, there's been a huge move, especially in the last decade, that of realizing that people are looking for significance and value in their life and not just um, this external level of success and performance measures. And that's where my heart is, and that's why I wrote the book, The uh, Win From Within, The Heart of Success and Significance. It's, also, it's about connecting with uh, the core values, what's truly important to each of us, and making sure that that's connected with what we do every day. And it's really about establishing your own leadership because I believe that leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership. You know, countries, uh, certainly families, individual lives, um, organizations, you know, everything is hinges on strong leadership. So we have to learn to lead our own lives. We have to learn to lead ourselves first. It starts there. So my book, uh, it has 18 chapters, but I address things like uh, how, to, how to get in touch with your core values, overcoming fear, dealing with disappointment, vision, resolve, discipline, um, authenticity and Christopher I have to say that was one of my first impressions of you is that wow here is a a really authentic leader and that is of such value um, and I and I think now it, people are becoming aware of that and the old things the old way of leading I, I think is thankfully been replaced 
by people that are connected to the heart of the matter. So that's that's a summary of what my book is about. I love it, and 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 thank you for the compliment. You know, I always uh, say that. You know, it's better to be real uh, than fake, and um, you know because you can never remember the fake stuff. <laughs> uh, it's like telling a lie, right? True. You can never remember the lie because it just gets out of you know hand. But when you always tell the truth, it's something you can stick by, even though it may hurt others, it may hurt yourself. Um, but it's something that you know I just been taught. Uh, you know, very young as uh, as a child, that uh, we should always be uh, truthful. We should always own up to the things that uh, happen to us. And you know, I truly believe that that is authentic. That is, we just you know, we're human. We make mistakes. Um, we have success. Uh, we fall down. We fall forward. Uh, we get happy. We get sad. And there's all kinds of things that um, you know we that make up our, our emotional um, you know system, if you want to call it. But Beverly, I, I love the book. I love the title. Uh, check it out, uh, folks. And uh, you can certainly go to beverlyspeaks.com, buy the book there. Uh, it'll guide you right over to Amazon. Of course, it is on Amazon, so you can just go straight to Amazon and check it out. Uh, but it's uh, just to re- recap, it's Win From Within um, by Beverly Lewis, and it's the heart of success and significance. And, and what a great title, and, and congratulations on writing that. And I agree with you 100%. It wasn't easy for me to finish my book either. Uh, in fact, it just came back from final edit that I thought it was a final edit. And I've got to add some more words and, and, and a couple other things that are, are going to happen. So that's going to happen now very quickly, and it'll be out soon, uh, folks. So appreciate your insight on that. Alan, take us away. Hey, thanks, Chris. Um, Beverly, I want to hang on your book a second. And uh, something nice is we we can all three share, you know, the unspoken and the the unseen handshake of being, uh, you know, published authors. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And I agree. There's a lot of people out there that'll promote book in a weekend. And uh, I've uh, I've invested in some of those, and they are quite challenging. Uh, possible to do, yes. Uh, Long lasting, no, I, I don't think as much because it's tough to be relevant and uh, visible in, in that short period of time. But I love your book. I did get a chance to read a little bit of it, and I want to dive into, before, before we move on, maybe I've got a lot of questions for you, I want to divide, dive into um, one phrase you've gotten here, or, or one note. It says, think of a musician who can play every note perfectly, but lacks any expression or emotion in the delivery of the music. Great execution, but no heart. And I, that, I know that that applies in business. And what I'd love to hear is how do you roll that into the business environment? That's a really good question. And actually, I do have to say I am a musician. So it was an easy uh, example to draw from because actually the way that I play the piano is the way that I do business. And, and I think that that's almost true of anything in our life. I have to go back just for a minute before I finish addressing this and say, you know, we talked about the difficulty of writing a book and the process. It's, uh, and I actually have a friend that I was having trouble getting it to the point of getting to the editor. And she said, you know what you need to do? You need to run a half marathon. And I said, what in the world does that have to do with writing? And she said, discipline. It has everything Mm -hmm. to do with it. We don't do any one thing 
in our lives completely disconnected from another. She said, if you discipline yourself to do it, it will do something in your creative process and you will get the book written. Well, I have never been a runner. I didn't even want to be a runner. And I have to add that I never found the runner's high, but I did run the half marathon and I did get the book completed two months after I completed the half marathon. So that is connected with what you asked me about. How does this musical example uh, equate to how you do business? Because I have always, I've always played the piano. My father was a musician. I I was trained, you know, it wasn't what um, instrument do you want to play, it's which instrument do you want to start with. And with the piano, which ended up being my instrument, I was always uh, rated excellent in uh, in the different things you went to, uh, the recitals and all the different, I forget the things they called them. It was back many years ago. But it was never on execution. It was always on feeling. And uh, <laughs> and I think that's kind of interesting because I, I would have missed notes. Um, I would have areas that I was obviously covering in, but the emotion of the piece was communicated to the audience. And I feel like that's what it is with leadership in a business. Um, if you don't care completely, okay, and, and I'm not only talking about the owner. I'm talking about ownership from the top down. If people don't take ownership in what they are doing, if they don't have that passion, if they don't have the reason why, then everything else is dry and it comes across, what is it, I think it was Mother Teresa said that, maybe it wasn't her, but it said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's what people are looking for today. They're looking for customer service. They're looking for, you know, even employees, they, they stay with a company because they trust and respect what the company is about, not just how much money they're earning. And I love that our culture is shifting more toward that, of, of the feeling. So that's, that's how it equates. Love it. I, I love it. We're, you're talking about, you know, transparency and, uh, you know, visibility in a environment that historically, you know, has been promoted as, uh, you know, quiet and confident and uh, closed, uh, closed door, if you will. And that's all changing. You know, the rise of the entrepreneur is helping to focus that in order to really truly be, like you said, a leader today and they really truly have other people want to follow your mission and what you're talking about is to have a little bit of a, you know, drop your pants scenario and being transparent and visible and vulnerable a little bit to, uh, to what you're doing, but also to have a key drive and a key focus as to why you want to help other people. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about reading your book and I want to hear more, uh, more about how you, uh, how you did that, but I, I and I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to steal this from Chris. But with all these things that you're doing, um, Beverly, where are you headed? Okay, where I am going forward is emphasizing uh, speaking and training and being a business culture catalyst. It's building the people who build business, uh, and and typically that's in a small business environment, and a small being employees of 500 or less. I got kind of. 
I thought it was funny when I really learned that that's the official human resource definition of small. But uh, a memorable example for me of observing the power of a shift in business culture and how it can change lives was I was in Atlanta not long after the economy started to bounce back after the deep recession. And I was working with a company that is a developer they're also they have many aspects they build homes they did real estate and they had made it by the skin of their teeth through the through the economic crunch and when i went in there things were better but i i was really interesting we had a very powerful session we were working on vision and core values and the ceo of the company was became very emotional when we, we talked about some of these things and he was he was crying which honestly I didn't think of any of it as any big deal because I see that all the time um, but he was kind of undone by it as well as his people and and it turns out he told us he said I have never I have never cried like this. My wife has never even seen me cry. And I thought, wow, that's kind of sad. Um, but he, he became very vulnerable that day. And what happened, there was a complete shift in the atmosphere of that room, but then also in the atmosphere going, come, going forward because his people realized that he truly cared. He was always so focused on... Uh, performance and you know he was always worried honestly and he wasn't he wasn't being um, he wasn't communicating in an effective way and his people didn't know until that day how deeply he truly cared for them and it was really neat you know the after story was that things got so much better people ended up so much happier in their jobs and that's that's what I love about seeing culture change. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> More of that. That's fantastic. And you said something earlier about, you know, again, that culture is shifting and, and you're seeing that and that's, you know, what you're working on. And, and I think it became, uh, you know, very evident and you mentioned it, um, you know, that deep recession when the banking fraud uh, happened in this country and then, you know, spilt all over, you know, the world um, as, a, as a ripple effect. And, and you know, people became wise. Uh, people, you know, started asking more questions. And I think with good questions, obviously, you start getting good answers. And it forces the businesses out there to make sure that their communication is clear. And, you know, to Alan's point, very transparent. So I, I applaud you for, uh, for being that catalyst. I applaud you for uh, focusing on that, because I think more and more businesses today need to know uh, how to do that. So um, kudos, kudos, Beverly. I, I want to move you. on and um, I, you know ask you a question here uh, around um, you know it, making money because you know it's important. Um, we all need to you know make money to uh, in order to live. Um, you know everybody has different views on on what their value is, um, but particularly on what you're working on today. Um, you know how how what's what's the money maker for you? Um, in, in your business and your craft, um, you mentioned that you speak and, and you do, uh, you know, coaching and, and specifically in the businesses, uh, is, is that primarily where you're, uh, you're, you're making the money? 
Well, interestingly enough, no. And that is really my focus. But where uh, I found the consistent uh, financial reward typically comes from is I do teach group classes. Ah. Uh, and I and they can be sometimes they it's with people that are coming that are from the companies that I've served. Um, sometimes it's individuals. It's maybe people, the entrepreneurs that own their own business and they're not, they don't have the access to, to group training or local, you know, local big uh, meetings and that kind of thing. And I teach a class that I call Lead From Within and I've written a manual on that. Maybe my next book might be titled that. That yeah. would probably be very appropriate. But that's where it's, it's uh, classes that typically have oh 10 or 12 people in them and they pay monthly and those have been very gratifying for me because I get to see the growth in people's lives and in their um, in their clarity and in their identity and also it is a consistent income for me because the speaking can you know there can be one month that's really busy and good and then the next month I might you know it might be kind of slim sure. so uh, and the books it's I was always told never write a book to make money you write a book <laughs> because you have something to say right <laughs> uh, that's what I've always been told but a, a side benefit is that there that you can sell books when you speak and also, and I always do, and then there's, I'm, I'm working on what we all know is a very uh, solid income, and it's not been as solid for me because I haven't focused on it as much as I should, but the online products, you right. know, digital products that people can buy and, you know, you can make money sleeping. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and using technology, and you mentioned that, um, is that, you know, that's one of the things uh, that has allowed you to work from home, create products. And, you know, we talk about on this show, and we actually serve uh, around the world as our show has been being picked up in Asia, uh, Australia, Europe, uh, South America, North America, of course. And we're noticing, um, you know, more and more the rising billions looking for information. And because... Let's face it, that the, um, the barriers to entry to start your um, entrepreneur career and going and, and creating a business, we all have a genius zone. You know, your genius zone is, 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 is teaching and showing people, you know, what's inside of them, which is amazing. Um, and everybody has one. So using technology today... It's just tremendous as as Google and Qualcomm and Yahoo and Virgin and, you know, uh, who else am I missing here? Facebook, you know, they're all launching this balloon connectivity out there to make the world, um, you know, service uh, each other and, and, and making it smaller, actually, to communicate. And, and it's just amazing. So I love technology from that perspective. And it's allowed you, again, to expand your business. Uh, yeah, who doesn't want to, you know, uh, make some money uh, while you're sleeping and have something that uh, is also, uh, you know, clear in value and, and offering up something to, to someone who's looking for that information to help their lives. And, and that's what I love about you, Beverly, is you're helping 
people improve their lives, whether it's in your uh, course, as you had mentioned, that you, you do on a monthly basis with some people you can see grow, um, or you're you know working on this um, this uh, you know product that you can put out there, uh, you know that's going to expand uh, other people's knowledge and so forth from from what you've been able to learn intimately by doing what you do. So thanks thanks for sharing that, Alan. Take us away. Hey, Bearfully. Um, I want to hang real quick on on what you said about uh, you know the uh, you know writing a book and having passion for the concept and may you know maybe you can make money with it, maybe you can't. And I think that's a big challenge that a lot of people have. Is yes, you need to have the passion and the mission and the message for your book, but also at the same time. And I think this is is something new for the. For the new entrepreneur, is that uh, the money from your book comes on the backside, and uh, you know how do you connect that to your online programs, or how do you create digital type programs that can be either self-paced or can be coached? Because that's where residual evergreen type income comes from, and I think that there's a lot of people out there now that are doing that, and it sounds like you're developing those things now. And that can become a, a really great way to extend your message and, and continue, if you will, the, the conversation with your audience. And I think that's what's yeah. missed a lot in the past is that continued you know, communication, the conversation ends. And uh, I, I don't see you as someone that likes the conversation to end. You like having that, uh, and I think it's a, it's a powerful tool to be able to continue that conversation because that's where the growth comes, and that's where you see people not only grow but uh, excel and become leaders in their own right. So, so hats off to, to you for that. Um, I want to dive into real quick uh, something about the, a teleconference you had uh, back in March. And the title of it is really uh, inspiring to me, and we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, women listeners. Our audience is based a lot uh, with women, and, and, and the title of this was "What Women Bring to Leadership: Thoughts on the Cracked Ceiling." Now, I think that I, I want to know what you mean by that. Is that is that something in the corporate environment? Is that something in the entrepreneur environment, or is that something in the gender environment? It's really what I was talking about it was all of the above. It, it is the gender environment. And, um, you know, I, I did interview. Actually, that was an interview. And I really enjoyed interviewing the woman who uh, is local. She is a COO of a nonprofit and she has eight children. So it's kind of like, okay, I've always told people, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. And she's, she's even doing that. She has it all at once. So I really was interested to interview her, but really the whole gender discussion is a very um, great interest to me for a number of reasons. I've been married for 37 years, and so I, I love my husband. I love being married. I love um, cooperating to get things done as a team and that to me is what this whole gender controversy over the last 50 years has overlooked that we're not talking about competition we're talking about diversity we're talking about embracing one another's differences it's really about team and that is, I am huge on team building. So that's what that was really about. And I have to admit that as an entrepreneur back 20 years ago, I thought that the glass ceiling was non-existent because I didn't deal with it. Because as a 
you know, as an independent business person, I wasn't feeling the effects. But the reality is that it is still there, um, you know, and and I think that we have to continue to challenge what are we doing in our mindsets and our thinking that's holding us back. And when we fail to work as teams and we fail to embrace differences, we hold ourselves back. So that's... Um, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. I think we could have a long conversation on that topic, and I think there we, could. we won't do that today. I may, maybe on a on a different show, but uh, I think it's it's a great topic, and I think it's paramount. And I just got to say, you know, I'm a, a a real avid national international uh, soccer fan, and there's been a lot in the in the media in the last uh, by FIFA, the uh, the large international uh, governing body for soccer that women's soccer historically is making about a, a tenth to a hundredth of what the men make and they put out the same effort, the, you know, the same reward, the same amount of sponsorship, the same amount of, of audience and you know from a very corporate standpoint uh, you know there's there's change coming and you don't have to be uh, you don't have to escape that by being an entrepreneur you can actually have change and see change by being an employee because a lot of our guests are employees as well and they may strive just yes. to have, just to be better at what they do but uh, I'm glad that you that that you're bringing that to the forefront and that is a uh, a big piece of of your mission is to uh, help people understand what that is and to um, to understand that they can indeed leapfrog you know over the the challenges that come with that you bet and so, Sheryl Sandberg wrote Lean In. That's one of my favorite books. I think that book. everybody should read it. Great book. Yeah, great book, great book. Hey, um, I want to talk real quickly, too. You've got a uh, something called Resources for Kingdom Builders, which I want to ask you about that, but you've got a, a line that says, you want to shake off fatigue and learn how to strengthen your own heart. Tell me how to strengthen my own heart. Well, it's interesting because Christopher asked us in our, our group presentation he did recently how many people in the group meditate. And that's one way right there. So you guys could teach that. But meditation, um, unplugging, uh, taking time to actually rest, uh, investing as much in your family as you do in your business if not more, you know, we spend more hours typically working than we do at home. Uh, and, and it's not fair uh, to, to let our work dominate our family time and our fun time and our play time. So those are all ways to strengthen your heart. Play, laughter, meditation, um, it's all good. I love that. Yes, and, and meditation is such a great way to connect with uh, with yourself, um, you know, and it takes some time to learn, and not everybody at the beginning is comfortable with it. But over some time, you'll start to recognize that um, it's such a gift that you can give yourself, and you know, having the ability to just you know take that mental break, you know, whether it's just even for ten minutes, can really make a big, big difference in in your day, uh, your week, your month. Um, or better yet, when you have some adversity you're facing and you just got to take yourself out of it and, um, and not give that power or that emotion to uh, what's happening. Um, and you'll find that after you do that, it's just such a powerful way to come back 
and 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 stare and I love that lean in and 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 lean right into it and and just it's okay. Um, you have no yes. power, um, and you know as long as I'm not giving you any power from myself or my emotion, uh, because let's face it, that's how it grows. It's through thought. <laughs> Adversities are just thoughts and and things that happen to us, um, you know, through um, you know sometimes physical and, and things like that. But it all starts with uh, with with generally a thought. So meditation is a great way to strengthen. Uh, your ability to uh, to to deal with things and and most importantly take that break out you know in in life and have some fun. Uh, thank yes. you for sharing that. Just wonderful information and and uh, I just love what I'm hearing. So <laughs> you know one thing I always say is you know these shows go really really quick. Uh, we could talk obviously for a long time about a lot of things and and one thing we always uh, ask Beverly is will you come back this year and and keep us up to date on where you're at. Would love to do that. Want to stay connected. You got that right. I like <laughs> <Yes>. relationships. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we have a great group, uh, and you'll be certainly added to that in in, in, uh, in Facebook, where we do communicate, we stay connected, and what a great platform to uh, see what's going on in the world with uh, everybody else. And, um, you, know, I, you know, our group certainly embraces that, uh, and that's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's look at something that, you know, a lot of people, um, may look at as, as failure. I, I prefer to call them pivots in life. Uh, oh, pivots. <laughs> yeah. Pivots are, you know, such a forward move, moving action that, you know, to your point, leaning in or, or better yet, if you watch a football player that's just about to get tackled and he gets tackled once, he tackles twice, tackled three times, and somehow he gets over the line. And I think life can be like that if we can learn to pivot. And, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to, it's, it's, it's certainly um, not going to be uh, painless. Uh, there's going to be things that happen uh, just as a football gets, you know, football player gets hit. I mean, man, we all watch the game and we can see that uh, that's got to be, uh, that's got to hurt. Uh, but they were able to spin out, spin out, spin forward and, and move forward. And I think that's pivoting is such a powerful, powerful way to look at dealing with some adversities. Tell us about one of the largest, uh, let's call it setbacks that happened to you. And, um, you know, what happened, uh, you know, first of all, and, and how did you avoid repeating it or what did you learn from it? Well, um, interestingly enough, I guess I really have more than one, but I'll pick the most uh, the most recent one. Sure, <laughs> was really when I I after uh, I made some changes in after the economy changed and people were not paying for speakers and hiring speakers like they had been. So I decided to add business coaching to my credentials, and I affiliated I went with a uh, another coach, a guy that had written lots of books and was really well known um, in the um, in the business community, uh, actually nationally, even worldwide. but i I invested a lot of money and time, and basically it didn't work out. And it didn't work out primarily because he disappeared off the face of the earth, and it was with good reason. I cannot fault him. His wife got cancer and died in three months. It was a complete shock to him, and he basically disappeared. But we had all, all of us being we, the coaches, the people that had um, actually, we had traveled the world uh 
with him and together and we had kind of built this identity but see it wasn't my identity so that was my mistake my my mistake was thinking that I needed to build my platform on somebody else's identity and that is not correct everybody you know Chris you and I talked about this when we first met that everybody has a message everybody has a story and I think it can be so um, so in, enticing to want to pay money to somebody else that you think is going to make you successful and actually it's you know in my case it was uh, it was in the coaching world and in the business consulting world people do that all the time even with degrees for example they think well if I just get my doctorate degree then I will have the credibility that I need and I can become successful that's putting your identity um, on somebody's something else outside of yourself and it comes back to win from within you have to get that identity built within yourself and you know do the work work to to be able to be confident in your own message so that that was my most recent lesson I love it and thanks for sharing that and certainly uh, you know you're a lot like myself um, I believe when it comes to you know some of our background, some of the things that have happened. You know we get benefit of the doubt, and and that's what we do to people. And um, because if we've always doubted and 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 we walk around with those fears, then we're never going to do anything. So uh, the fact is, uh, having that benefit of the doubt, um, you know, thinking allows us to take those you know chances. But um, going out there and realizing though that you built you were building a platform on someone else's identity. I love how you position that because. Uh, so many people, uh, you know, get caught up in that, and they lose that part of themselves that you know is unique to them and who they are. You know, there's one thing I, you know, I always, and, and I don't know where I read it, but you know, you're the only one that will live your life. You're the only yeah. one that gets to live your life, and that is unique to us, and and that's why we're unique as people. You know, uh, science tells us there's only one genome uh, difference between all of us. So think about the billions of people uh, that live on Earth, but the billions that you know have uh, have passed on as well, and that's just mind-boggling in terms of how big this universe is. Uh, but building yeah. your own identity uh, through that and, and realizing and and learning—you said it. You learned, uh, 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 and you talked about mentors and, and coaches. This wouldn't you know quite work out for you, but. Uh, that's uh, an amazing way, you know, for our audience listening in right now. And I always say, bring out your journals because this is the golden nuggets that, you know, end up happening on our show with, uh, you know, amazing guests like Beverly we have today and, and all our past guests and all our future ones is you're going to get really good in, insight to some of the things that are going to help you with your life. So make sure you get that journal out and, uh, and take some notes. Thank you for sharing that. Alan, take us away. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Beverly, I just want to say, you know, we honor you for being uh, honest and, and transparent and uh, uh, even a little bit vulnerable. And we talked about that earlier. And uh, you really do, you're not a walking contradiction to what you coach. And that's honorable. I like the fact that you uh, stand behind and show uh, behind your work. And I, and I guess to 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 extend that a little bit, everybody always likes to know what their strengths are and and how can I really best benefit from you and your powers and so forth. But I think another way to to benefit from somebody is when they're transparent about things that uh, 
to keep them um, in in a place of challenge. And I guess along with that is because you are so transparent. I have no problem asking this question. What is one of the weaknesses that you have that you're still working on? Oh, I call it the bright shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I I don't I want to do everything. I don't want to miss anything and I'm easily distracted. So focus is um something that I work on every single day. I feel like my day can be sometimes I feel like I'm riding wild horses and I'm the one cracking the whip, making them run. So I can't blame it on anybody else. So that would be my greatest weakness is the bright shiny object syndrome. I love it. I think that's something that entrepreneurs share. You know, it's like we're creative people and it's like, ooh, that looks good. Oh, I want to be a part of that. My, I'm not alone in that, am I? No, you're not, and my hand is up, and I love how you position it. Riding the wild horses, and you're the one cracking the whip. I, I just, I, I love that because I felt like that this morning. Um, you know, just looking at the things that are going on, and uh, quite frankly, I created all of those things and and, and taking responsibility for them. But the the wild horses, I'm going to start referring to, uh, and when I know they're galloping around, I'm just going to stop cracking the whip. I guess. Uh, thanks yes. for uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, which leads to, and I think Alan, you you know, started off with something great. What is one of your greatest strengths? I have so much joy. I just can't keep from having it spill all over the place. And I love the uh, quote that leaders are dealers in hope. And I feel like joy and hope and encouragement are definitely strengths of mine. So uh, I love to take that into other cultures and infuse that. Beautiful, beautiful. So well put. And uh, you're well polished. There's no doubt that uh, you're a great speaker and captivating, uh, you know, for your audience. So I, I just I just love uh, the environment that we have right now that's intimate with you. But I feel like I'm in a large auditorium um, and there's just thousands of people, you know, listening intently to the words that are coming out because I, you know, again, uh, that's the, you know, the feeling I'm getting as I get the goosebumps through when you say things like leaders are dealers in hope, you know, and that, that's just a, an amazing way to put it. Thanks for sharing uh, your greatest strength um, and, and joy and what, what a great strength to have and what a great strength to be around. And we, uh, we certainly have, um, uh, you know, enjoyed that joy around because you can hear it in your voice and I love it. And that's the first time I met you and I, and I watched you speak in front of the group uh, that I was, at, you know, had the unique pleasure to uh, to talk to as well. And it was that joy that spilled out. And actually it helped me through, uh, you know, sort of break that uh, jitter that you get as a speaker, no matter what you're doing, no matter how good you are, um, you just have to break through that that initial, um, you know, jitter that you get. But it was so nice to, to feel that from you and, and it carried on uh, you know, throughout throughout my uh throughout my talk as well alan we have uh we have a little bit of time for uh another question and then um we're going to get into the rapid bold insight for our be bold nation fantastic hey beverly i've got a a question but it's really uh more of a request and i i love your talking style i love the the quickness at which you answer because there's confidence in that I think it would be great, and I'm going to put you on the spot, um, and, and I think that Chris will probably agree, I think it would be great to do a, uh, a live webinar with you where we have a topic and we do a couch conversation, but we also allow the guests to call in, and on the spot, we uh, work with uh, some of their challenges. 
Would you be willing to do something I'm, like that with us? You bet. Absolutely. I love the question and answer session at the end when I talk. I love thinking on my feet. And if I don't, you know, I just, yes, I'm totally open. I love it. And, and I love, uh, <laughs> you know, to be a, a couch side talk and, or an armchair talk or a fireside talk, whatever you want to uh, look at. But uh, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Alan. Let's get into the rapid, bold insight. Sure. And uh, we'll, um, yeah, we're getting to that time. You know, I, it's always sad for me because these shows go so quickly. And um, going faster we, now. Yeah, they're faster and faster every time. But, you know, we respect everybody's time. We want to get these uh, out there. So let's get right into it. You ready, Beverly? I, I am ready. Awesome. How do you relax? Reading. I love to read. I love it. What book on your desk or in your library right now are you, are you reading? The one on the top that I'm reading right now is called Extreme Ownership. And it's how Navy SEALs do ownership and leadership and it's applied into the corporate world. It's fascinating. Extreme Ownership. I love that. And and I love how you said it's on top. <laughs> I can only imagine well, yeah. how many are below it, right? <laughs> oh, always got a pile. I, I love always, to read. I've always got piles of books. In fact, I was just looking through my library that's in boxes um, because I, you know, went and, and changed countries and it was like, do I take them all out and then pack them all up again? So right now they're sitting in some boxes, but I certainly have on my desk uh, a nice uh, stack that I get through as well. Uh, what's your favorite quote? Oh my goodness. Um, it, that's hard to pick. That's kind of like asking my favorite song, but I have to go to Ralph Waldo Emerson's definition of success, which I took ownership of many years ago. And it says to laugh often and much to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of old and new friends, to appreciate beauty to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. I love nice. that. Nice. I love that. And I'm glad it's uh, you know uh, recorded today because we do uh, have that opportunity to reprint some of... Um, uh, what you just said, and I think that that one right there is worthy of uh, reprinting and having out there uh, along with your show. So thanks for sharing that amazing um, you know quote and, and insight. And I love uh, Ralph Waldo Waldo Emerson, just an amazing um, thought leader. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the you know the giant uh, that we all stand on the shoulders today. And, you know, which really led down to uh, this wonderful world of, of helping others, um, you know, through motivation, inspiration and uh, coaching and, and mentoring. So thank you for that. Well, I've got one more question and then, you know, we're going to pass it off to Alan uh, to cap off uh, as we're getting to the end here. What is the most influential person uh, hands on right now? You know, let's say on your business and, and give us a little bit of a, you know, Why? Well, it's a friend of mine who is in Atlanta. She is actually an identity coach. Um, She and I connected, oh gosh, probably six years ago. And interestingly enough, it was not through business that we connected. Uh, We were both on a prayer team for a ministry that was launching in Miami. And 
we became friends um, after a year of those weekly phone calls. We got on the phone and on our own. We became friends. We do seminars together now. We do a seminar in Atlanta yearly called the uh, Bold Messengers that is uh, for helping people write and release their, uh, whether it's their first book, whether it's their training material, whatever it is. But she's a coach and she speaks into my life with, she provokes me to be better. Um, she is both a friend and a mentor. So it's so good to have somebody like that. I love that identity coach. Well, identity coach. We're gonna coach. we're gonna, uh, we're gonna yeah. have to uh, learn a little bit more about that because you said something near and dear to our ears. Yes, she and did. That is the bold <laughs> messengers, and we need more bold <laughs> messengers out there uh, for our audience thinking, uh, you know, about what's going on in your head as you're listening to Beverly give some great insights, some raw. Uh, some authentic, um, some vulnerable uh, situations that she's been in. And the fact that she has someone that helps her uh, and is uh, in her business, even though uh, she's uh, she's leading others. And, and I think that, you know, again, for the people that are out there and, and do what, you know, a lot of, um, well, what all three of us do anyway, uh, is that we have those people that help us out. And, I, and just know, you know, audience, and I'm speaking to you right now, is that it's so crucial to your success. So make sure... And, you know, for those that find it maybe difficult in, in your finances uh, at this current point in your life is that books are such a great way. Uh, and, you know, what I do what I did, you know, when I was younger, I had no money, um, but I wanted all these amazing mentors and I made a list of them and, and I still carry this through. And it's something I learned from Napoleon Hill called my silent counsel. And it's the people that I can actually counsel with that reading about them or their biographies or their books, I can ask questions in my own mind and as if they were sitting with me, they can give me some insight and it's an amazing thing if you can really get to, uh, you know, past the, uh, uh, you know, the foo-foo and the woo-woo of uh, maybe how that sounds. So, uh, Anyway, just some uh, insight I wanted to share. Thank you for doing the rapid, bold insight for our Be Bold Nation. Beverly, great answers to uh, some questions that we always like to, uh, to bring near the end of the show. But we always have a favorite question. And Alan, let's do that one. Let's bring that to a close. I, I hate to end our session, but uh, I understand. And the uh, time's come to an end, and we want to be uh, diligent with your time, Beverly, um, but we also want to be diligent with the audience's time. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's very possible that you've already answered this. And, and if that's the case, then please just reiterate something that you've already talked about. But if you have uh, something new that, uh, that pops into your head that you think might be more appropriate, then by all means, uh, you know, let it fly. But the last question we'd like to um, to ask all of our guests is based on your life and your history and your resources and your experience and and your professionalism and all the ingredients that go into your character. What one bold move would you like to leave our audience with? It's to do that thing which nags at you that you know already that you want to do that you were made to do and that you're not taking action on you know this is not anything new 
new. This is something, and we, and when I speak those words, some of you already know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I don't think that most of you have to make a list of things, um, big things that you've always, something you've always wanted to do that's in you and you put off. Because I think that we hold ourselves back more by our disappointments and our shame um, than than anything, you know, and it's and it's our own. I, I know, Chris, you you're a mindset coach. It's a it's a mindset, you know, that when you when you just hold that in a in a dark place and you don't bring it out into the light and you don't take action on it, it becomes a chain instead of the wings that it's meant to be. So it's that thing in you that you already know what it is that you know you need to take action on, and that's the thing you should do. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a nice, transparent, literal way of uh, saying, let's go get it done. Let's go add some value to other people. <laughs> and and, and just to, to reiterate, and, and I love that, instead of uh, the chains, uh, let's make it the wings. And, and thanks for giving that insight because it, it, it painted a picture. And I think when you said that for our audience, and I'm going to reiterate, that um, it probably painted that picture of a chain around you because it feels like that when you have something nagging at you that you really want to go do and you're held back only because of the thoughts in your own head. You know, the fears, the doubts that, you know, quite frankly, aren't real. Um, And if you think about that uh, from that perspective, you know, again, you talk about mindset. It is really, you know, learning how to break through uh, that and... um, we have someone like Beverly that can. Beverly, how do we get a hold of you? Okay, I'm at beverlyspeaks.com. That's my website, and I am very active on social media. I have a Facebook page uh, that is Beverly Lewis Author, and I have, I'm on Twitter under Beverly Speaks. I'm on Instagram under Beverly Speaks. I am all over the place, so I look Excellent. forward uh, to getting to know all of you, oh, and I'd love to hear from hear from those of you who have listened to the show, and it's been of some benefit. I love it, and 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 thanks. And you are certainly everywhere, uh, you know, on social media and helping others. And I just I just love uh, the fact that you're uh, you're rocking it out. So thank you for that. Uh, Alan, it is that time. It is that time, my friend. So let's uh, let's let's sing a song and say goodbye. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but uh, that just means we get to move on to uh, executing things we've learned about today, and I, and that's always an exciting thing too. Beverly, thank you so much for being on the show and for offering uh, your wisdom, your and uh, your transparency and uh, the challenges and the successes that you've had and, uh, you know, really willing to, to help out uh, those around you, those within your drip line and those out there that uh, are looking for what you have to offer. And we honor you for your transparency and for your honesty. And thank you so much. We really do hope that you come back. And uh, it, it's been a real joy today. Chris, as usual, uh, I love you, brother. This is a, a great w- way for us to to spend the day and to add value, and I can't uh, wait for the next steps in in our development. So with that said, my friend, uh, go ahead and round us out. Thank you, Alan. Right back at you. And Beverly, you're an amazing person. And, um, you know, to our audience, thanks for sticking through and listening and, you know, certainly uh, following Beverly. Grab her book. Learn from Beverly. She's going to be back with a couch side 
conversation. We're going to be letting everybody know uh, about that as uh, details move ahead. And uh, just, you know, again, uh, reiterating the one bold move, do that thing that nags at you and uh, let's let's get that chain off um, and let's start jumping off that uh, that edge. Uh, and as the saying says, and, and our good friend Jody Jealous said on, on our show, is that you'll grow your wings on the way down, so don't worry about it. And you'll find people that will help support you and uh, you certainly can come to this show and, and get a ton of uh, you know support from, from our guests. Beverly, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. My, the pleasure is all mine. Well, thanks, folks. Wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.